Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The events in the following episode took place in March 2018, almost four weeks after Adea Shabani went missing. Previously on To Live and Die in L.A. Her name's Adea Shabani. She was in Hollywood. She was last seen on Friday. Now, there's nothing yet to indicate foul play, but friends suspect that Adia Shabani is being held against her will. Just got a call from Angel. He got a call from a guy, anonymous, saying that he saw Adea and she was being put into the bed of a pickup truck. We ran the plate. It's Adea's on-again, off-again boyfriend. And I hung out with him a few times. He's nice. But then he was engaged. At that point, we had found out about Chris's fiance, which was a nurse. Right away, I started suspecting that the nurse probably has something to do with it. We have this person who knows something. I'm not saying he knows everything, but knows something. And we cannot get access to this person. So the last thing I'm going to do, um, I'll see if they can get a ping on the cell phone. Depending on what, where it shows, uh, I'll let you know. Jaden calls back with Chris's location. And I just happen to be one mile away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Chapter 8. The Stakeout. Let's rewind 
to just a few minutes before we last left off. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. All right, after all that, there was a message. I'm just going to call a second time. The apartment I'm buzzing is where Chris Spots, the boyfriend of Adeya Shabani, is believed to be hiding out. Jaden, the private investigator, has started using a service that can track phone pings, and he's traced Chris Spots' phone to this block. We've zeroed in on this specific apartment because it just happens to be where Chris's best friend has been staying. For purposes of anonymity, we're going to call this guy Brian. So I'm outside, I buzz the buzzer, no answer. I buzz the buzzer the next two times, it goes straight to voicemail. Anyway, uh, there's a guy walks out on the balcony and then walks back in. Uh, he looks to be, you know, looks to be like late 20s. And I just see him from the back and he's got kind of black, close cropped hair in the back. Black or dark, dark brown. You know. Did it look like I, it, I mean, I couldn't tell if it was or Chris. This guy looked maybe like five. I mean, it's hard to tell from here, but I would say like, you know, I would make him at like five, seven to five, 10 or something. That's, I mean, that's Chris's height. I mean, are you gonna try to get the building or no? Uh. Is there a point? Knock on the door? Yeah, no, you may be right. Okay, I'm gonna try to get in. I'll, I'll uh, keep you updated. All right, yeah, let me know. Okay. Thank you. somebody is home and just hiding from me. Uh, let me walk away from the door as I think. Probably the best move then is I just have to wait. I have to wait in my car directly outside the building and see if Chris or his friend show up and then try to talk to them then. So I sit in my car with my heart beating double time and wait. Every vehicle that pulls in and out of the garage and every car that stops near me to look for a parking place just looks very suspicious to me. After a while, with no sign of Chris or Brian, my nerves begin to die down and it starts to seem as if it's going to be a long night. I take advantage of the time by trying to reconstruct Chris and Hedaya's relationship to look for clues to Chris's guilt and his motivation. But there's a lot of information that we still don't have. What's going on as far as getting access to Hedaya's iCloud or her a clone of her phone or her text messages? Yeah, so right now we're working on that. We haven't got like full access yet. 
one of the things that we definitely do have, and I sent over to you, is that video of Adea and Chris. Have you seen it? No. It's crazy. I mean, you got to look at it. I watched the video Jaden just sent. It's of Adea and Chris fighting in the garage of her apartment building. It was recorded just three days before Adea went missing and is the first evidence I've seen of just how violent their relationship had become. In the video, Adea is standing in the bed of Chris's pickup truck, preventing him from driving away, while he stands just outside the truck, filming her while she films him. It's like they're both trying to make a case against the other. At one point, and you can hear it in the recording, Chris aggressively thrust his hand out to grab either Adea or her phone. And she then retreats to the other side of the truck bed for safety. Here it is. I'm not recording anymore. You have beat me up. Get out of my truck. I have beat me up. You've taken my Rolex. You took my Rolex. You took my Rolex. You beat me up. Everything hurts. Just get out of my truck. I'm not getting out till I get my Rolex. Please get out of my truck. You have my Rolex and my keys and my iPhone. No. My second iPhone. I don't have yes, it. you have it. I don't. Yes, even my find my iPhone shows me the address of your place. Do you think I have it in my house? Show me it. Show me. Open up your iPhone. Unbelievable, right? I mean, definitely seems to be violent and volatile guy. So be careful. His words are not very reassuring especially now that I've seen this video of Chris, who's not only scary, but also much bigger than me. As I continue to wait outside the apartment, Jaden sends me a steady stream of Adea's data from the family, from text to WhatsApp screenshots to Instagram messages. And through them, along with my interviews and research so far, I'm able to start putting together a detailed timeline of Chris and Adea's relationship. When I'm finished, I take a look over it, and it's very troubling on a number of levels. Chapter 9, Timeline Wednesday, September 20th, 2017 Chris and Adea apparently get together for the first time on this day while working on a scene from a play at her apartment. In the acting school, that's where they worked together for the first time and where everything started. For the next two months, he starts visiting her apartment several times a week and they begin dating. Adea is aware that he has a fiance. She was emotionally attached to him a lot. And what she told me was that he has a fiance. Late December, 2017. Adea and Chris break up, and she travels to Tulum for New Year's with her ex-boyfriend, Ivan. And I remember she received a text from Chris saying, I release you, something like, I go back to my fiance. And she was very cool about it. She said, okay, I feel better, finally. It's not me who has to decide, but it's him. 
Friday, January 5th, 2018. Dea returns from Tulum and Chris re-enters her life. He promises to break up with his fiancée, Mary, and to prove how serious he is, he proposes to Adea. He proposed her hand. She was asking me how this process is going with the, with the marriage. She was asking me where they have to go. So wow. they were planning. Wow. She asked me which chapel. She was serious. Early February, 2018. Chris and Adea decide to move in together and they start filling out a lease application for a two-bedroom place. The lease is set to start on March 1st. Around February 12, 2018, Adea drops a bombshell on her friends. Adea could have possibly been pregnant. She had spoken to a friend of hers about it and said, you know, she told her that the, her and Chris got intimate, they weren't using protection, and she was really happy about it. So she was happy at the thought that she could be carrying Chris's child. Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. This is nine days before Adea's disappearance. It's also Valentine's Day. And Chris happens to have two fiancés to take out. So he spends the evening with Mary, then leaves her at 10 p.m. to meet Adea at the restaurant Isabel in Los Angeles. That night, Adea tells her ex-boyfriend Ivan that she had two glasses of wine and blacked out. Then she wakes up and her phone is gone. She told me, I think I left my phone in the restaurant. And I said, that's impossible because I sent you a WhatsApp around 1 a.m. and it was marked red. So she said, maybe, maybe he stole it. Adea searches for her phone on Find My iPhone and discovers that it's in Chris's house. She contacts him and he claims that she must have dropped it in his car. This is the first indication of apparently suspicious behavior on Chris's part toward Adea. Thursday, February 15th, 2018. Here are some disturbing texts from the next morning between Adea and Chris. Adea wakes up and she texts Chris, trying to remember what happened the night before. He tells her, you put my hand on your neck and then I choked you. Your eyes rolled back. For a second, I didn't know if I killed you. So I just put on my clothes and bounced. But your DNA is all over, she texts back, apparently going along with what she thinks is a joke. If I came today and you were dead, he responds, I was going to burn that motherfucker to the ground. That's the kind of love we have. When Chris comes over the next morning, things escalate. Adea is upset that Chris still hasn't filled out his application to lease the apartment together. They start fighting about it. She accuses him of never leaving Mary. He gets into the truck while they're still fighting and locks the doors. And Adea, still arguing with him, dives into the bed of the truck, and Chris, in a panic, drives off with Adea as she puts it in a text like a dog in the back. This is very likely the source of the tip that we received earlier. He saw what 
fit the description perfectly of Chris throwing her into his truck. Chris eventually pulls over and lets Adea into the car. Here's what happened next in Adea's own words from a text to her friend Boyana. I took his car key and we were going back and forth. Give me the keys, give me this, give me that. Eventually, he returned my keys and I didn't notice that from both pairs, he took one out, one upper lock, one lower lock. And I enter my apartment and notice. I call him and tell him, return them this instance. He says later, he made a copy, I am certain. Monday, February 19th. Adea and Chris start arguing again in her apartment that night. This time, the fighting escalates to physical violence. They were fighting, she fell, she hit the table, I don't know. She said, you know, there is um, this on my hand, I cut myself. Uh, Somehow, or he cut her, 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 I don't know what happened, it was a fight with some knife. Chris's father recounts what happened this night from Chris's perspective. I guess she went to her apartment and she chased him with a knife and she goes, you're never gonna leave me. I will ruin you, I will kill myself and I will say that you did it and that's what he said. What we do know is that there are two calls to 911 on Adea's phone just after midnight. However, she hangs up before speaking to an operator and the police never show up. The fight continues out of Adea's apartment, down the hallway, and into the parking garage, where the audio you heard earlier was recorded. This time, if you listen carefully, you'll actually hear Chris saying, I have all the videos of you chasing me with a knife. Get out of my truck. I was beating me up. You took my Rolex. You took my Rolex. You took my Rolex. After this fight, Adea returned to her apartment and messaged Chris's fiance Mary on Instagram and wrote, Hi Mary, I would like to talk to you urgently. It's about Chris. Please give me a call if you can. She then drives to North Hollywood and parks outside the house where Chris and Mary live. She stays there for hours, calling Chris 22 times, but never seeing him or Mary. Tuesday, February 20th, three days before Adea's disappearance. To the best of my knowledge, Chris does not see Adea all day, and presumably, they are done. Wednesday, February 21st, two days before Adea's disappearance. Despite everything that's happened, Chris and Adea somehow get back together and he comes over to Adea's apartment that afternoon and takes her to a movie at the Arclight Hollywood Theater. However, halfway through the film, Chris says his uncle has had a heart attack and is in the hospital in Sacramento, and he leaves. That's when Adea notices that her phone is missing again. I was really arguing with her, saying, you have to be responsible about the phones. It's not the first time. I mean, it's not the first time in the sense that it happened twice during the month of January and February. Um, And I even have a text from her saying, I think it's him who is taking the phone from me. I think he had it planned out 
from a week prior when he originally took her phone in the cinema uh, and from whatever we were able to retrieve from her deleted stuff on her iCloud it looked like there was a lot of stuff that were deleted at the time so it's almost like he was trying to cover his tracks before it even before it even started on Facebook Adea reaches out to Chris's father Chris Merez identifying herself as Spotty's girlfriend she asks for his phone number and Chris Merez covers for his son's lie. I called him up and I said, dude, what did, what did you tell her? Well, I told her Uncle Sam had a heart. I said, dude, you can't be doing that shit. Thursday, February 22nd. One day before Daya's disappearance. Things appear to be going well between Day and Chris. They spend the evening together with Adea's friends, and afterward, he tells Adea that this is the weekend he's going to pack all his stuff and move in permanently. She believes him. I know this for a fact, because she texts Christian and tells her that everything is going great with Chris. Christian and Adea discuss traveling to Mexico together the following day. And then I invited her to Mexico to come with me on the weekend. And she told me, I'll let me ask my mom. Friday, February 23rd, the day of Adea's disappearance. And on Friday morning, I text her, are you coming to me, with me to Mexico? I'm leaving. And I was like, and then she's like, no, 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 I fell asleep. And I asked, are you okay? Did you fix things with Chris? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when the fiance is not in the picture, we're all lovey-dovey. That's when she went to the Rise and Grind coffee shop and vanished. This is the afternoon when Chris comes to Adea's apartment for the final time. There's no actual evidence I've seen, or even that newscasters have seen, that they actually went to the Rise and Grind coffee shop. In terms of proof that I've seen, no. However, surveillance cameras in Adea's building do show Chris and Adea leaving her apartment around 1.20 p.m. that day and getting into the elevator. They look happy together. They're wearing matching blue baseball caps, and Adea has a red pillow around her neck, a red blanket over her arm, a red roller bag, and a Gucci purse, as if prepared for a long road trip. We were walked through the video with LAPD of her getting into his truck downstairs and leaving. So that was it. Like, whether they went to Rise and Grind before or not just was kind of irrelevant to us. They leave the building in his truck, and Adea is never seen again leaving behind her one very significant clue as to what her intentions were at this time. And so the last thing we saw on the phone on the morning of the 23rd, it was just a note. All was his very phone number. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As I review all of this, 
and it's a lot of information. What's clear is that Chris's affair with Adea was spiraling out of control for both of them and turning violent. But the most telling thing to me in this whole timeline occurs two days before Adea disappears. All of a sudden, she and Chris are getting along and not fighting. And this occurs immediately after Adea shows up unannounced outside Chris and Mary's home in the middle of the night. It seems at this point like he's either trying to cover up his affair or the extent of the affair from Mary. Or maybe Mary does know and is an accomplice after the fact. One thing I want to point out here is that if a day's behavior sounds extreme or even obsessive to you as you're listening to this at a distance, imagine being in a day's shoes and you're in love with someone, you're engaged to them, but they're in another relationship. And every day, they're making promises they don't keep, lying to you, and continuing to lead a double life. If this is you, I can guarantee all your emotional buttons are going to constantly be pressed. After four hours outside Brian's apartment, hope soon turns to doubt, soon turns to exhaustion. Hey man, uh, it's getting late and I I don't think anyone's coming out here. I don't think he's coming out. Okay, well, um, I guess go ahead and take off. I'll put a surveillance unit on it. How long are you gonna stay? Uh, I mean- How long can you stay? I mean, I can, I can stay as late as possible, but I literally, like, nobody's coming out of the building. No one's coming out of the garage. Nothing is happening. Okay. I can get somebody there in 30 minutes. I just don't want to miss him. Is that cool? We've chased Chris from Los Angeles to Colorado and back to Santa Monica. And at every turn, he's somehow given us the slip. I don't know if he's upstairs sleeping in that apartment right now, or if he's escaped out the back, or maybe he was never even here. I'm not even relieved that I won't have to confront him. I'm disappointed. I want to be able to provide answers for a day as mom, or just something that will move this investigation forward. When I speak to Jaden the next morning, he tells me that there's still been no sign of Chris outside that apartment. Making matters even worse, Jaden is no longer able to get Chris's phone pings. Chris may be using a different phone now, which basically means we have no idea where he is anymore. I asked Jaden if at least the police know his whereabouts. I don't think they're searching for Chris. Um, I just got off the phone with LAPD. Apparently they got 200 uh, people searching an area off the five freeway called Lake of the Woods. And apparently they got cell phone pings that show that Chris stopped at that location for like 40 minutes. So I think that that they feel like that was a location where there was a possible body disposal. To Live and Die in L.A. has been a production of Tenderfoot TV and me, Neil Strauss, in conjunction with Cadence 13. The executive producers of this podcast are myself, 
Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay, along with producers Alex Vespasted and Mike Rooney. Because this is an open case, anything you know about Adeya Shabani or anyone mentioned in this podcast, we want to know. Please email us at livedila at tenderfoot.tv or call us at 213-204-2073. The music and score you've heard in this podcast is by Makeup and Vanity Set. Our theme song is Love and War by Flurry, and our show art and design are by Trevor Eiler. You can follow us on social media at Live Die LA Pod, or you can find our website with bonus content at LiveDieLA.com. The editing is by Alex Vespasted, with additional mixing by Resonate Recordings. Special thanks to Rich Berner, Kevin Richter, Chris Corcoran, Warren Siegel, Ryan Fishback, Warren Rosenbaum at UTA, Eric Lynn at Shangri-La, and the Nord Group. It helps a lot when you subscribe, rate, and review the podcasts that you enjoy and listen to. Our hope is to expose these stories so the missing can be found and so the perpetrators can be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Thank you for listening and for your support.